morning and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. My name is Phil D'Angelo. With me today is Mike Pisani. How are you, Michael? I'm great, Phil. How are you? I am terrific. Thank you. So we have a good question today from Ronnie in New York. Tell us your thoughts on the TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab merger. Michael? That's something that, you know, we've addressed a number of times. And obviously it means a lot to our clients because we use both custodians on both platforms. Um, we're actually really excited about the two companies coming together. Uh, total, it'll be $6 trillion in total assets after the merger is complete. Now, it will take between 18 months and three years for the two companies to fully merge into one. You're talking about two absolutely mammoth companies inside of the custodial industry actually merging together to become one company. So it's, it's going to become incredibly complex. It'll actually encompass over 50% of all registered investment advisory assets in the entire industry, which is huge because RIAs make up a really significant proportion of uh, assets inside the investment advisory industry now. And it does represent about 30% of all IR, RIAs in the, in the adoptable market. So you're talking about a lot of, a lot of RIAs being consolidated onto the same platform. One of the best things is Schwab ha is a massive company with substantial access to various resources throughout the industry. Whereas it's always been my opinion that TD Ameritrade largely has some of the best technology applications that you can work through, um, especially with trading, rebalancing, creating groups for a lot of different clients. So it's nice that Schwab is actually going to be adopting a lot of those technology platforms and implementing them on the Schwab platform itself. So really, you're looking at what hopefully will be an incredibly efficient technology based company with a substantial amount of assets in the future. So we hope that it ends up with more resources for clients that will be able to do a lot more in terms of technology and different offerings uh, across various platforms to a, a lot of different people. So we're actually really excited about this and looking forward to working throughout the course of time with ultimately what will become the two companies long term. My turn. I'll ask you one now. <laughs> um, this is a great question because it relates to the right now in the market. Uh, Billy in California wants to know, uh, this is a busy week for earnings with many of the big tech stocks reporting. Uh, aside from the earnings reports, what do you make of the government's attempt to regulate big tech with the announcement that they're going after Google last week? Yeah, that, that is a, that is a, a pertinent uh, question for, for the time period we're in. I mean, look, this week, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google all, all report, I think, on Thursday. Um, you go back to July 29th, uh, the House Judiciary Committee uh, conducted a really a, a grilling of uh, the CEOs of Alphabet, which is Google, Facebook, Amazon and Apple. Uh, it was really uh, an all out assault on big tech, bipartisan, uh, with, with questions coming from both sides. And then on October 6th, the House Antitrust Subcommittee uh, published like a 450, 500 page report uh, on those same companies. Um, it was signed by uh, only the Democratic members. Um, but then last week, uh, the Justice Department and 11 state attorney generals, uh, all Republicans, by the way, uh, filed a long expected antitrust lawsuit against Alphabet, alleging that Google engaged in anti-competitive activity. So I think you're seeing right now from both sides 
uh, of the aisle, um, you know, looking at the monopolistic possible powers of large tech, which, by the way, have really um, grown and, and our usage of this large tech has really grown uh, throughout the pandemic. Um, but I think that when you're in a, in a very uh, sensitive time period for budget dollars, right, and tax dollars, uh, you know, we've kind of had this history in this country of going after those companies that, that have the most, right? So I'm sure we're looking at penalties, lawsuits, and taxation. Um, I think when you look forward, uh, tech has been extremely creative uh, in ways to grow, and they've kind of always found, uh, you know, a, a way to, to get through these time periods. Um, you know, if you go back to the to the AT&T breakup, right, we, we had that, um, and you spun off Verizon, Lucent, and all those different companies. Maybe you'll be looking at the same, but I think ultimately, um, tech has been a great source of growth, and they'll continue to be innovative uh, in their approach. And, and it, you know, if they have some uh, antitrust suits uh, brought in against them and whatnot, uh, I'm sure that they'll be able to overcome those, uh, but a real engine of growth for the U.S. economy. However, I wouldn't be surprised, no matter who wins the election, for um, tech to really have a target on its back going forward. Um, so you could look at that as well as the outstretched valuations that might be possible at these levels for big tech and the low valuations that we've seen in large cap value stocks, you know, whether it's the financials, even small cap value, which really hasn't done anything for a few years, uh, and make the case that, hey, maybe it's time to start trimming back on tech. Because if the election is a, um, you know, buy on the rumor, sell on the news type of an event, no matter who wins, large tech uh, might have a, a tough time ahead of it. Uh, in terms of, of these large uh, government uh, lawsuits coming after it, as well as outstretched valuations. So I think that's why you always want to remain diversified. You want to prune your winners, you know, and take take gains while you have them. But think long term and long term, these companies have always found, again, innovative ways uh, to overcome, um, you know, getting too big or being perceived as too big. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. And one of the things that I think is amazing is what you said right in the beginning, too. All, all these big tech companies report basically on the same day. So you have such a substantial percentage of the S&P 500 reporting on one particular day. These companies have gotten so large. And we talk about this, you and I, and all the asset allocation meetings. These companies, are they were massive before this happened, and now they're just bigger. So. Yep, yep. It's and look, they deserve a spot in the portfolio, but, you know, to your point, to our point, you always got to prune, uh, you know, when you have winners and, um, and and we're seeing a little bit of rotation. So maybe value is picking up a little bit of a trade here where it's been growth, 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 you know, for the past uh, several years at least, right? And that's not a bad thing. A rotational market is a healthy market. So yeah. it, it's very likely, too, as you get into next year, no matter what happens, second quarter of next year, the economy is in sequential acceleration. The data can't get worse than the first quarter of this year. So the comps for a lot of those value oriented companies are going to be a lot easier to jump over than some of the tech companies that benefited a lot from COVID. And don't forget, at the end of the day, right, earnings are the mother milk of stocks. So you got to have good earnings and, and we'll see what happens on Thursday. So yep. thanks, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Keep the questions coming. Thanks, everyone.